This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Tuesday, September 7th. We hope that you enjoyed your Labor Day weekend. Today, we are going to be looking at some very early ADP surprises, specifically five players who have caught our eye with where they've been going in early drafts, including Joel Embiid and LeBron James. Plus, coming up today, we have a guest on the show. I'm just going to say it. Steve's neighbor, Jacob, will be here. All of that and more is coming up in just a minute. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. As we welcome in everyone listening on the podcast and watching live on YouTube, I'm joined by Steve Alexander. Steve, first things first, I believe you had a fantasy football draft on Monday evening. How did that go? Uh, It was a good time. We do a live draft in a house with a paper draft board up on the wall and the stickers and everything and my 14 year old kid is in the league my wife has won the league before but she opted out wow an opt-out little known fact matt i have not mentioned this i got i have so many things to tell you and i i I don't have time to get them all in my wife is running for mayor of dahlonega georgia stop it i'm not kidding how do you consistently bury the headline like this i mean (laughs) It's unbelievable. It, this reminds you of that time you were like telling a story about something totally unrelated. And you're like, so I, I found this $100 bill on the ground, picked it up, and then you just kept going with the other story. And I was like, no, 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 that's not, I don't think it was an 100, but you get the point. No, it was 100. That your wife is running for mayor? How yeah. How has this not come out yet? So she thought that she was going to be too busy with her okay. campaign and whatnot to be able to manage a football team. So she bailed out. Anyway, long story short, I feel kind of bad this afternoon, Matt, and it has nothing to do with the, you know, my team. I like my team. I think I've got a good, solid squad. But we welcomed this dude back in the league who'd been out for a couple of years, and his name's Ben, and he's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Like he's 
he loves the Cowboys so much. And every time, every year he tries to draft as many Cowboys as he can. And he got to like the sixth round I got with my buddy, Zach. And I was like, Zach and I were picking back to back right in front of Ben. Okay. And I was like, do you want to do it? Or am I going to do it? He's like, I think you need to do it. So I took Dak Prescott, who I don't even want on my team, simply to spite Ben, simply to ruin his evening. And and I normally normally that's the kind of thing that happens to me. Like remember uh, Brian Rosenworcel took Luca like right in front of, of me, and it was like boom. Like he didn't care he got Luca. He just wanted to like jack me up. And people do that. I feel like to me every year for the last fifteen years because they know who I want to pick because I I always have my guys. Yeah. And so I finally did it to somebody else, and now I feel kind of bad about it. Yeah, your face just screams steal my fantasy pick in this draft. There's something something about it. But I will say, you said Ben is his name, right? Mm-hmm. Sixth round, that's on Ben. He waited too long. If you're going to get your guy, you got to go for it. Yeah. I mean, so, and, then, and then to make matters worse, I destroyed Ben at Golden Tee after the draft because there was a machine at Charlie's house. And then Ben drove me home to top it off. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's almost like Ben's a rookie in the league. It's kind of like he's a rookie in the league after being away. So this this all feels sort of appropriate to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. But he didn't get any of his guys. He and then I guess Zach. Uh, I forget who Zach took, but I took Dak. And then Zach, the guy that uh, Zach took, was the other guy that Ben totally had lined up for that round. And because uh, he, he had the back to back pick at the turn, and it, it just it was rough. He had a rough night. It's time to start uh, dropping some Dak trade offers into Ben's mailbox and see what you can get out. Well, of his quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, and I want nothing to do with that. Um, really? So yeah, maybe, I, maybe I can trade him, Dak. Out on Rodgers, Aaron. Not into it. No, uh, absolutely not. Wow. No, thank you. I'm high on Rodgers again this season. Uh, Steve, in a little while, your neighbor is going to be joining us. Can you give us a quick explanation of how this came about? Uh, my neighbor. I have a neighbor named Jacob who lives with several other neighbors and it's sort of like the party house on the street and they like to okay. watch the UFC fights on Saturday nights. And they're always, they love me and the future mayor of Dahlonega and we're, we're way older than we, than they are. We could be their parents, but they're always, I always get a text on Friday or Saturday, like, Hey guys, what are you doing? Come on up and hang out and watch the fights and play beer pong. And so we end up there you know, a couple times a month hanging out. And Jacob's like, dude, I want to be on a podcast so bad. I game. I've got all the equipment. I know a lot about sports. I know a lot about basketball. Like, you need to have me on. And there there may or may not be um, adult beverages involved when this all goes down. But, you know, he he hit me with it pretty hard a couple weeks ago. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, we're going to do it. Careful what you wish for, buddy. Well, Jacob is standing by. As I said, we're going to bring him in in just a little bit. But for the first part of the show today, we're going to be talking through five early ADP surprises. These are from Yahoo. And let's just get right into it, Steve. At the top of drafts, no surprise, we're seeing Nikola Jokic and Steph Curry go one, two on average. But right after that, it is one Luka Doncic going third. On the one hand, I will call this surprising because Luka, as we know, is closer to top 40 in fantasy leagues last year than he was to top five in terms of overall value when you take into account the weaknesses in his stat line, mainly the turnovers and free throw shooting. On the other hand, this is not surprising at all because of his name recognition and the fact that you're getting a guy who last year averaged nearly 28 points, eight rebounds, and nine assists. So we talked about this a little bit the other day, so we don't need to linger on it. But to me, 
three is a little high for Luca unless you're just drafting to like you would to get your favorite guy because I think I'd rather have I don't know to name a couple Harden or Lillard who are not going to kill you in a single category that being free throws right off the bat and if I'm going to take a free throw hit I think I'll just take Giannis early in a draft would you even try to muster a defense for Luca going third if you're not just picking to have the most fun team or, or a team that you love it's an interesting question Matt and Ironically, the the Sports Edge guys, we all rank our our top 200 players and send them over to Ryan, and he compiles it all and comes up with the you know our consensus. And Luca for me was number three on my list. Okay. Ironically, okay. exactly, it went Nikola Jokic, James Harden, Luka Doncic. So, but you know, to your point, can I justify it outside of he's really fun to have on your team? And he's really fun to watch if you if you like him, because you're right. The free throw hit, the turnovers, uh, the sh- sometimes the field goal percentage is a little weird. He doesn't block shots, so there are some holes there. But I'd be curious, you know, a stat we don't have access to that I would like to for someone to, to figure out how to do it. It would be number of teams that won their league last year that had Luca or Trey or whoever on mm-hmm. that team. I, I'd like to see it because I don't have a good feel for, you know, could you win with Luca on your team last year? I think you probably could, but there's a couple of categories there. I mean, look, there are much worse ways to spend a first round pick. I'm not trying to just slam him. I just don't think I'll be taking that approach given what we think will be really shaky free throw shooting. I, I can live with the turnovers too. And it, look, if it was, it was shaky free throw shooting and he was going to get you a steal and a half and, nearly a block per game, I'd also feel differently about it. But he's a one steal, half a block per game guy. So also no defensive stats. You're basically looking at four of the categories where Luka either doesn't help you or hurts you. So that that's why I'd be out with him as my first player as early as number three in a draft. I don't like you saying, the using the word we uh, when describing being worried about his free throw percentage. Because as you know, for almost four straight years now, I have said he's going to get it together. He's going to shoot free throws better than he has. And I still feel that way. I mean, the form is so good. And I don't know if it's a mental thing with him or what is going on, but I still think there's an 82% free throw shooter inside oh. Lucas somewhere. So, and and there's going to be a jersey on the line regarding his free throw percentage once again this season. Of course, your eternal Luka Doncic free throw percentage optimism is what's keeping my t-shirt drawer stocked. I'm I'm wearing the Clint Capella t-shirt that I got from you from this season's bet. So I'm looking forward to uh, next year's haul. Let's move on to the second player we want to talk about. This guy is going off the board eighth overall. This is a man who has averaged 52 games played in his five years in the NBA. He played in 51, missed 21 last season. You know who I'm talking about, Steve. That is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Going eighth overall in early Yahoo drafts, I, I personally just, I'll keep this short, I can't imagine taking Embiid over Carl Anthony Towns, Jason, T- Jason Tatum, and Anthony Davis, to name a few names who are going after him on average right now. Where are you on that one? I think I know. Well, it's it's insane, Matt. Like, looking at my rankings that I did, I have Joel Embiid at number eight. Do you really? I'm not, and I'm not kidding here. This is, I'm not, I, I didn't look at, 
the Yahoo ADP before we did this. I was like, oh, I'll pull up my rankings and see what see what's happening. I've got Luke at three. I've got Joel Embiid at eight. Now, would I take Joel Embiid at number eight? And this is this is a ethical, philosophical discussion I have to have. Philosophical, I think mainly. Yeah. I have to have with myself because would I really take Joel Embiid at eight, and should I be ranking him at eight? But you know, a, a lot of it uh, has to do with the. The rankings from where they finished last season, which do you have that pulled up for Joel Embiid by chance? I can pull it up right now. Won't take me long. Sixth on a Sixth. per game basis last year. Per game. Sixth in nine categories. on a per game basis. Per game being the key there, right? Yes. You crank that up to total overall value and yeah. He, he falls to 14th in total value. Okay. So that's not terrible. That's where I would take Embiid. I said this the other day, like in a 12-team league, if I can get, I'm not going to get him in the second round based on his ADP, but in a hypothetical scenario where I could, I would take him there. If he's my second guy, I'm going to live with the 28-plus missed games. If he's my first guy, I'm not going to live with it. Number six overall value on per-game basis. Number 14 on an overall basis. I kind of split the difference there, I guess. Probably went yeah. too high. Um, yeah. I don't trust him, though. I don't trust Joel Embiid. Yeah. I don't. But but man, when he played last year, he was awesome. And it also it also seemed like he was able to stay healthy. And I may m- be misremembering this, but I feel like the first half of the season he stayed he was pretty, pretty healthy. healthy. And we, yes, we were all like, oh man, if Joel if Joel Embiid stays healthy all year, the rest of everybody's leagues are in trouble if you don't Correct. have him. But yep. you know, the injuries caught up to him. They probably will again this year and every other year of his life. But it is what it is. Injuries also uh, derailed the season of one LeBron James. 27 missed games for LeBron. He has been going off the board at an ADP of 11.9 as the 10th overall player off the board. Now, for starters, the injury that derailed his season was more of a freak thing. As we know, that was Solomon Hill rolling into his ankle, causing that high ankle sprain. But we're talking about a man who turns 37 in December. And we know LeBron's an athletic freak. You don't want to start doubting this guy just based on his age. But I will say in fantasy this past season, we saw things slipping a little bit. LeBron was 34th overall in nine category leagues in terms of per game value, below 70 from the free throw line, nearly four turnovers per game. I'll also point to his defensive stats, which were 1.7 combined steals and blocks. That's 1.1 steals, 0.6 blocks. This is a guy who in his peak years was close to two steals and one block per game. So he slipped there quite a bit, understandably, as he's getting to his late 30s. So really what you're getting from LeBron is a big lift in points, rebounds, assists, threes, and field goal percentage. But there are kind of similar holes to what we see in Luka Doncic's fantasy game with free throws, turnovers, steals, and blocks now. So I don't know, Steve. I just can't imagine taking LeBron in the first round of a fantasy draft this year so where do you have him ranked for starters and uh where do you yeah, think he should go that's, that's the big mystery i have lebron at number now i've got lebron it, it's funny you mentioned anthony davis how you would take anthony davis in a heartbeat in front of luca right or was it joe lmb what one uh, Who, i would take davis and well we are going to talk uh, a little davis coming up later in the show because uh neighbor jacob is a lakers fan uh, among other things. So we're going to talk some Lakers in a bit. So we will have some Anthony Davis discussion. Would I take Davis ahead of Embiid? Yes, I would. Luca, I think I'm taking Anthony Davis instead of ahead of Luca too, and I'll explain why later, but go ahead. Wow. Okay. Well, Anthony Davis and LeBron James both had game time decision etched on their jersey every game last season and the season before. They were day-to-day. They were questionable. 
game time decision. And it just never ends. Load management's a big thing with both of them now. I don't trust either one of them to stay healthy. I, I don't like their uh, – talking about LeBron specifically because that's your question. I don't like his injury outlook any better than I like his fantasy game. I had him at number 26. Which that 26. feels – that makes sense to me. I guess it's just – I mean, it's the LeBron name – obviously boosting his ADP a little earlier than it should go. And yeah, I'm out. I'm out on LeBron in the first round. I think it is a around there is where you do start to get to really good value, but you're not going to, it's another case where you're not going to get him there. Well, I'm probably out on LeBron until round three. Yeah. So I'm probably will not have him on any teams. Agreed with that. So Again, by no means are we attempting to be exhaustive here when it comes to ADPs. Uh, as I said, just five names on our list for this early September ADP discussion. And I want to jump now to a guy going on average 38.7 overall. That's John Morant. I bring this up, Steve, because as electric of a real-life player as Morant is, the fantasy rankings do not like him. I'm just going to say it. Last year, he was outside of the top 200 on Basketball Monsters' non-category leaderboard. And that's because while he did give you 19 points, four boards, seven dimes, that comes with just 0.9 steals, 0.2 blocks, 73 from the free throw line, and 3.2 turnovers. Basically, if, when you're on basketballmonster.com, past the numbers to the right, there are columns where you see how much the guy is helping you in each category. Morant is only a plus in points and assists. And he's basically a big negative or a slight negative in every other category. And I know he's young. I know he's on the ascent. But for me, projecting a leap from 200 into the top 40 is just too bold for me. I mean, it it's crazy to think that a player as good as Ja Morant yes. isn't. He's outside. He shouldn't even be drafted according to according to these ranking systems. It's just hard to believe. And it's also hard to believe how early I took him in our 30-team league last year. Like, that was ridiculous. What a horrible pick. Um, so I I have Ja Morant graciously, hopefully accurately ranked 94th, but that okay. doesn't even feel that just feels dirty and I don't even know why. Like Well look I, I just, some of these guys, like Luca, if you turn off free throws, right, he makes a massive jump. If with Ja Morant, if you punt turnovers and free throws, he jumps to 70th. So I mean really Unless we're going to assume a huge jump in steals or something like that and threes, he's got to do something else in another category to get there. Or else I think he's just a mid-round player at best, like you said. Yeah. So I got him at 94. I think he's going to be drafted higher than that because... Absolutely. You know, Trey Young and Luka Doncic and John Morant are like the... They're the new face of the NBA. Like those are the guys that the kids love. And the the younger people playing fantasy hoops, like they're gonna draft John Morant and Luca sight unseen and not really worry about the numbers. And when I draft Luca, I just pretend like turnovers and free throws aren't even categories. Like can't hurt me. Yeah, and I agree with you. And Jared Johnson, who comes on this podcast sometimes, as you know, I did a mock draft with him for the NBC Sports draft guide the other night, and he took Morant. Oh, that wasn't Jared who took him, but he commented on it, I think. John Morant went 48th, and Jared was like, I love getting him around there. Jared, if you're listening and I misspoke, I'm sorry, but that's what I remember happening. So the point being, there are people taking him, you know, in the fourth round and feeling pretty good about it. I, I don't know. I feel like that's a really optimistic way to look at it, and it sounds like we agree. And it sounds like you and I are probably not going to have John Morant on our fantasy teams this no, year we're because not. 
or not? He's going to go in the fourth round. I mean, if he's going in the fourth round in that draft, which I was unable to be a part of, sadly, then he's going to go in the fourth round in all drafts. And I'm not, I'm not doing it, Matt. Let's go now to the fifth guy. Uh, we talked about some guys who we think might be going too high in early drafts. One now who potentially is going too low. That would be Anthony Edwards on average 58.8 in Yahoo drafts right after one Draymond Green. Now, on the one hand, this looks reasonable because Edwards for the season was 119th in nine category leagues as a rookie. But we should remember it was kind of a tale of two seasons for Edwards. His first 22 games, Steve, he averaged about 13 and a half points on 37% shooting. Then you look at his final 50 games. He was around 22 points, five and a half boards, 3.3 dimes, 1.3 steals, 2.6 threes. The field goal percentage went up to 43. For that stretch, he was 81st overall because the percentages are still a little shaky. I think 76 from the line. To me, though, I look at that ADP of 58, and this is a guy I probably would take about 10 picks earlier than that because I just don't want to miss out. I feel like the light went on in a big way. He just turned 20. The leap this year could be substantial. Yeah. Um, I hate to jinx him and, and let it out of the bag, but he's one of my guys. He's going to be in my my guys column this Thursday. If I can find time to write that, I've got a crazy week. But uh, my guys column is coming out Thursday. He will be on it. I've got him at number 41 in my rankings. 41. 41. Yeah, I, I think that he's a fourth round target for me as well. You mentioned Draymond Green. I've got him at 63. So um, Anthony Edwards, like I'm I'm with you. I don't want to miss out. I think he's only going to get better. I think he's a much better shooter than we thought he was going to be. Much better fantasy player than than we thought he was going to be right off the bat. And it's only going to get better. So I'm all fired up, man. I love him. All right. Well, we have more ADP talk to come in the days and weeks ahead. Uh, And we have Steve's neighbor, Jacob, coming in to join us in just a second. But first, we're going to take a very quick break. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Right now, we do welcome in Steve's neighbor, Jacob. I'm just going to say it. This is Round Balls 2 history. This is the first time anyone's neighbor has been on. I mean, <laughs> technically, everyone is someone's neighbor, but you know what I mean. The neighbor of someone who hosts the show. This is the first time this has ever happened. Very exciting. Jacob, 
You're coming to us live from your office. I was a little worried you were going to get fired for doing this, but it sounds like you might be in the clear there. So everything good? Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, uh, everything's good. So I'm on lunch break. We're good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, I'll watch the door behind you to make sure no one barges <laughs> in and I'll let you know. Well, that's funny. That's actually leads to kind of a closet. So <laughs> the front okay. door, I'm facing the front door. So we're, we're good. Jacob, you mentioned offline to us that you are a Lakers and a Hawks fan, which makes my brain hurt a little bit, but we'll unpack that in a second. But I just want to ask for starters, how close do you guys live, you and Steve? Are we talking literal next door neighbors or is this more of a eight houses up the street situation? I mean, we're, we're literal next door neighbors, but Steve lives, what, maybe 100 yards, 200 yards away. I, 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 look, I'm terrible with distance and geography. Uh, I'm not good because he lives kind of down the mountain because we live in a very mountainous area. <laughs> so I live I live down the mountain. Yeah, down the mountain. Uh, well, hey, Matt, uh, Matt, let me put it into terms you can understand. Please do. I'm a city guy. If I was going to hit a golf ball from Jacob's front porch okay. to the top of the roof of my house. What club are you using? I'm going to hit it probably, probably an eight iron or a strong nine. Okay. And it's all downhill. I've seen your eight iron. It's not, nah, you, you got to use a six. <laughs> Dude, you didn't see me play yesterday. I was on fire. I would definitely club up from that eight iron. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like you might need to. You might be overestimating as well, Steve. Well, we're, well hey, we're going to test it out next Saturday. You know, that's not the worst idea as long as no one gets mad. I've got a metal roof. I mean, I, I don't think I could do much damage. If I did hit the house, please film it, and we'll try to okay. we'll try to run that here. Just make uh, sure your cars are out of the driveway. Yeah, I know. We'll have to bring them. We'll have to bring them both up up to the street. <laughs> Maybe make sure that make sure the pets are are put away too. I don't want to sound insensitive, but it would make me so happy if you broke one of your windows doing this. They're already all broken, dude. I have four <laughs> kids. You know, my my kid that's in the navy. I think shot literally all the windows in the front of my house were hit with a BB at some point during his uh, childhood, and I have yet to replace those windows. But they're not like shattered. They're just little little BB holes. Before we get to a little bit of basketball talk here, I, I got to ask you, Jacob, how is Steve as a neighbor overall? Like if you had to give it a letter grade? <laughs> uh, a plus plus. I mean, uh, uh, wow. I love this guy. We. It's weird because it's it's weird to have such a close friendship with a neighbor that is as old as my parents or old enough to be my parents' age. <laughs> Um, but no, we have a, we have a good time. Uh, you know, we, uh, do some very minor betting on UFC fights, uh, as well as, you know, just kind of hang out, talk sports and, uh, you know, we have them up, we, we grill some foods and whatnot. So, all right, well, let's talk a little hoops here. Jacob, as I said, you're a Lakers and a Hawks fan, uh, a combo that makes my brain explode a little bit. We were talking about LeBron before, while you were uh, patiently waiting the, in the waiting room. On average in fantasy, going off the board as a 10th player right now, approaching age 37, what is the Lakers fan in you? Try to be rational here, Jacob, okay? Try to measure your fandom. What do you see for LeBron this year? Yeah, I mean, he's about to be 37, what, in his 17th, 18th, 17th season, I think it is. You know, at, at, at some point in time, it's going to slow down a little bit. I think 10th overall is pretty bold. I mean, you know, I understand. All, I think a lot of that has to do with kind of uh, popularity contest kind of thing. Because right. um, I don't think, you know, in terms of fantasy, not that I've, I'll admit, you know, I haven't played fantasy basketball in a year or so, but I don't think he's worth a top 10 pick. If you can snag him the second round or so, uh, go for it. But top 10 first round, especially if you're in a deep league, um, you know, 12 teams, bit of a stretch. 
I like it. Jacob's splitting the difference between what Steve and I said and what the ADP says. Jacob is saying second round on LeBron. Steve, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm saying I'm not drafting LeBron James <laughs> this year. He's going to be taken too early for me to do it. I'm the same idiot that will draft Luca over and over and over again. For I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I like getting players that I like, as everybody knows. But, you know, I, I just think LeBron is, with his games missed that are coming and the load management, I just can't see taking him before the four, fourth round. The Lakers are attempting, obviously, this bold chemistry experiment uh, this season by bringing in Russell Westbrook. Average a triple-double for the fourth time in his last five seasons last year. 22 points, 11.5 boards, 11.7 assists. Jacob, how do you think this is going to work? with LeBron and AD. How are you envisioning this? Are you talking from a fantasy standpoint or just like a fan standpoint? Give me the fan standpoint first. I'm interested, right? Because Russell Westbrook, still an explosive player. Soon, I think he's going to slow down. I think I'd be a little bit concerned in terms of chemistry, right? Because, you know, LeBron's usage rate, Westbrook's usage, there's going to be a little bit of give and take. Um, I think, again, from a, a fan standpoint it's going to be entertaining to watch because of all the different types of lineups i think they'll do better than they did last year but just because you have all that star power doesn't mean you're automatically an nba finals team steve what are you where what do you think about westbrook i mean the year he was in houston he averaged around 27 points eight boards seven assists so so like he scored more in houston but he wasn't that same triple double machine he also shot better he shot a career high 47.2 percent do you think we could see Maybe not 27 points, obviously, in L.A., but a situation where he's a little more efficient while not quite the same triple-double machine playing in L.A. Does that make sense to you, Steve? Yeah, I actually like it. I love LeBron saying, y'all keep doubting us and watch what happens. And now you got Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Russell Westbrook all on the same team. Yeah, there might be some weird chemistry, and I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work, but I feel like it's going to work. Like. I don't know, man. I, I just think they're going to be scary. And I think all three of them are angry and they, they've got chips on their shoulders and they're tired of hearing about how old they are and about, you know, Charles Barkley calling them day to day or whatever, whatever. And I think they're going to come out and be really good. Now, as far as fantasy goes, I've got Westbrook at number 60. That's probably mm -hmm. lower than he'll go. I, I guess his ADP, he's going to be pretty high. <laughs> Westbrook's ADP is always higher than yeah. I'm willing to draft him every year. No matter what team he's on, no matter the situation, it's always higher. He's always an early round guy in most leagues. His entire career. Yeah. All right. So the third guy to talk about in this equation is Anthony Davis. We talked about him a little bit earlier. He's taken a, a significant hit in ADP, I'd say, coming off that disappointing season. Currently the 12th player off the board on average in Yahoo leagues. He was 29th in nine category fantasy leagues last year, played in just 36 games. The points per game, 21.8, were his lowest since 2013-14. The rebounds, 7.9, were the lowest of his career. The blocks, 1.6, were the lowest of his career. I look at this, and I just see this as such a clear outlier season after the short turnaround coming off the championship in the bubble. A guy who's 28 years old, we know he has number one overall upside in terms of fantasy. So to me, the idea of getting him at 12th would just be a dream. Jacob... Are you expecting AD to bounce back? I mean, I think Steve, from the sound of it, Steve is worried this is like, you know, the start of a decline or something. I don't see that at all. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, coming off that injury, if you're drafting him that high, you're going off upside, which I get. 
Uh, problem is, is you know, with that lingering injury, you know, they've what they've turned over. The Lakers have turned over their trainer each year the past three seasons, I think, something like that. Um, you know, and I I know that doesn't have you know everything to do with it, but I think there are better options you can take in terms of you know going that high. No shot, I I draft him over like Carl Anthony Towns or maybe even Vucevic. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Vooch. You know, if, if you know health is an issue, I mean, I don't know if I could I'd take that risk to take him twelfth. Wow. See, to me it just feels like at twelfth you're just playing with house money there. I agree with you. I think I would take Towns before Anthony Davis this year. Vooch's ADP, I think, is around fourteen point seven. So that's they're actually quite close together, uh, much to my dismay. People seem to be drafting Vooch early in the second round. That's gonna hurt my chance of getting him on every single fantasy team as I normally do. Steve, uh, just be honest. Like, where would you draft Anthony Davis? Where do you have him ranked? You know, I, I don't want to say where I've got him ranked because I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I've got him ranked 24. I don't feel good about that. That's too, wow. that's too low. Way but, down on it. You know, I just, I just, it, those injuries, man, and the constant locker room trips year after year, and I just think back to, I remember drafting, uh, I was at the Variety in Atlanta like six years ago. And I, I remember I drafted Anthony Davis on my phone at number four. And I felt like I had just conquered the world. And then it, it just didn't work out. And it, he, he always gets hurt. And I just, I just can't do it. By the way, I've got your boy Vooch at 13. Not happy to see it. You hate to see it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it sounds like we all differ on Anthony Davis, and that's okay. Um, before we go, I want to ask this question. We mentioned real golf earlier, and hopefully we can get it in writing that Steve is going to try to hit a golf ball onto his roof from Jacob's porch in the coming days. But, Jacob, can you tell us anything about Steve's... The only thing that Steve mentions almost as much as Luka Doncic is golden tea. What can you tell us about his golden tea prowess, if anything? Uh, golden tea prowess is on another level. Uh <laughs> There is, I think you've told me about, you've been beat maybe once, uh, but I've just never seen it in person. Um, so I will say his golden tee, he, he's got a lot of practice, that's for sure. Yeah. Is that really it? I mean, Steve, what what is it? Is it just the reps, do you think, that you've just played more than everyone else? Or do you do something? Is there something you do that makes you good? No, I, I mean, I just know how to play. I just know how to play it. I've been playing it for a long time. But, I, but I'm, I'm, there are people that can destroy me at golden tea so it's tricky I, i'm sort of like i i think i'm known in delonica for people like walk in and see me play in the golden tea machine but this mdp character who i've told you about i mean i don't know if mdp is gonna have to be on the podcast at some point or not but that dude and i it's always one stroke difference but he beats me you know three out of five times we play probably so What's your world ranking currently? Do we know? Do we have an update on that? Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it lately. It's certainly not as strong as it was. Last time I checked, it was around 3,000. Oh, wow. And you got but you got pretty high this summer, right? Yeah, but that was probably fluky time based on the start of the new month and what courses I had played. Like It was all kind of ah. janky, but I took it. I mean, I got took it. pictures of it and sent it to everybody I know. I think it was like, what, like 214 or something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Well, that is actually going to do it for us. Uh, Want to say, don't forget to subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We'll be back here on Friday. In the meantime, want to say thanks to everyone for listening on the podcast and watching live on YouTube. Jacob, 
Thanks for stopping by. This was fun. Enjoyed having you on. Glad that it appears that you are still employed. So that's good news. <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me. Hey, Jacob, uh, when you get home tonight, shoot me a text and maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll hit, hit some golf balls. Let's do this. Why is my voice cracking like I'm a 13-year-old middle school student? Good Lord. <laughs> maybe we'll hit some golf balls. You're excited. Yeah. I'm down to hit some golf balls tonight for sure. All right. All right, let's get some video of this. I want video. Thanks, guys. Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.